0: LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss, and if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Now, back to Tampa Bay's number one morning show, The Mike Calter Show. It is 9.07 on The Mike Calter Show. It's
1: 102.5 The Bone. Another opportunity for you to win $1,000 coming up at 10 o'clock with the Bone bonus. This weekend, if you were looking for something to do, uh, Jimmy Schubert is in town. Jimmy's in the studio with us. Great to see you, man.
2: Hey, good morning, bro. How are you?
1: Uh, I just, I listened to that uh, intro coming back, uh, and it blows up my ego at the number one morning show. Yeah. But I li- the reason why that's significant now with you is because the first time that I uh, heard of you was back on the old Ron and Ron days. Yeah. The, I mean that was that was to me, that was the I mean that was before when I first moved here and I was in college and I didn't even know that I wanted to do radio yet. Yeah,
2: I just like this was like I had moved to South Florida and, like, 92, after, like, Kinnison died, I had to get that out of L.A. And I wanted to kind of get my own thing going. Right. Came down here, and Ron and Ron were doing those things. I would drive, like, literally drive away right and do Ron and Ron. He was yeah. supposed to put you on. But it kind of – Ron Bennington's Disciples of Comedy. Then he was in South Florida. Then he was in Washington. But now he's in uh, Sirius XM. I yeah. Doing, doing well. But so
1: so So Sam had – what what were his things called? Sam had the, uh, the, the outlaws, outlaws, right? It was yeah. and it was you, Mitchell, Mitchell,
2: Mitchell Walters, uh, Carl LeBeau, and uh, Alan Stephen.
1: See, I don't even know Alan. Okay, so so now uh, he he got to rock and roll uh, status. He was a rock star, Sam. And, oh yeah. yeah and no. and uh, that was when I was a kid, and it, and it was Sam and Dice out of nowhere. Just came out and became the two big. Well, they were
2: ideas. like, but they were both like these human cartoons. Yeah, you know? Yeah. They were like bigger than life and amazing, and they were both outrageous. Like, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, Dice was like Fonzie with the red <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then uh, you know, Sam was like this, like uh, you know, screaming, you know, screaming Sam. Was
1: Nothing. I mean, I in my lifetime, I'd never seen anything like Sam before with the screaming, and he was on the Rodney Dangerfield thing, and he was screaming at everybody, and he was doing the whole. Sam was the first person i saw that had no empathy for ethiopia everybody was all um, uh you know the concerts and raising money and sam's like what are we doing it's nothing's gonna grow here yeah. yeah. oh
2: yeah i, I was like thing.
1: oh my god and then dice when i was a kid i liked the the nursery rhymes because i was young and that was yeah. but then when dice did um the day the laughter died uh-huh. yeah. That was the most outrageous thing I've ever heard in my life, and it was funny, and it made me realize what Dice was doing. Like Dice didn't, wasn't just a potty mouth. No, he had an he had an act, he had a thing, I mean, and he was dude, legit. Look
2: at that guy's career. Yeah, I mean he's like he was on uh, Crime Story back in the day. Yep. I mean he was a he was a great established actor. I mean he had this, but I mean you know the the show he had on Showtime. you yeah, he's, he's, he's seen him in that Woody Allen movie. He, and he was great in that. And he was great as old
1: as, Jew Dice is a good actor. Actor. like when you see him playing the old Jewish father or yeah, yeah, the old yeah. Italian father he's, like a, he's Gaga
2: a, the, yeah, he was yeah. Star great in that he yeah. was
1: great in uh in the um uh the Woody Allen movie i mean he he really is a good a good character actor,
2: yeah and absolutely. Uh, but
1: I mean people I mean he also stood on stage before uh you know a lot of people and sold out Madison square garden I mean that's a hard that's that's unbelievable yeah
2: i mean there's there's no, there's no question about it, I mean, like you said, I, a lot of people like to label the people you know, right oh he's just this yeah but, you know there's much more to him than that did You're you
1: right. did they uh now, I know most of this from from listening to Howard when I was a kid did Sam and Dice really dislike each other? Like, because I know that they accuse well, each not, other. Well, of... not
2: in the beginning, but, you know, what what had happened, and the, and the secret behind that is that, uh, you know, there was a place called Crest Hill behind the comedy store right. that Mitzi owned. Where she, Paulie but, lived? Where, where Paulie lived. Where right. Paulie had the house. But before that, Mitzi owned it. Okay. And it was where all the comics would stay. Like, comics would come out from New York, they would stay at this place called Crest Hill. Well, certainly, if the comedy store was like the college, then the Crest Hill was the frat house. Gotcha. And then Carl had a place up there with his wife, Christy. And and so and Dice was staying there, and uh, you weren't allowed to stay there with your wives or your girlfriends. It was just for the comics yeah, right. only. And so Dice kind of ratted, ratted him out. And it puts uh, Carl and Christie on the street. Uh, that's where the real Adam, That's where it comes from. And gotcha. they were actually friends at one point. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they used to sit around the table up there at Creston. I would
1: think it was probably a matter of just competition alone would probably make them uh, start feuding with each other, just because they're both chasing the same dream at the same time.
2: Not really. They really? were different enough. I mean, Sam was Sam was completely different. Yeah, but
1: that. it was who wanted to be the best. Not that they were the yeah, same. Yeah, but yeah,
2: you're right. There's a lot of yeah. egos in that comedy store. I've seen. You know. You know. You, you've you've seen the. The, the, little, the little feuds go sure. on. Sure.
1: Now, now uh, I, what do you Now, Carl, God rest his soul, came yeah. on this show and told us the whole story about his daughter and, and uh, it being Sam's daughter yeah. and all that oh. stuff and what a crazy... Was Sam just a complete addict or was he... Uh... No, he
2: was a, He was an addict. Yeah. He was a complete addict. I mean, you know, he... Uh, you know, I, I, it started when... It, you know, he, he was dabbling in, in drugs and alcohol before that and then uh, when his brother Kevin uh, committed suicide it put him over the edge. Yeah. And not that you blame the guy. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, but when you start... Doing all that drinking and drugging, uh, you know, and then when your grief passes, you're still stuck with all those all those bad behaviors, you know. Yeah. So he he was. Uh, were you, you
1: know, doing a lot? Of, were you doing a lot of drugs too?
2: Uh, back in the day, like yeah. all of those guys. Yeah, well, it's just I I used to joke with my brother. It was just the availability. Yeah, right. Yeah, know, so was, someone always had it. Right, right. It wasn't like I was it wasn't like it was out looking for it. Someone always was holding. Like some of these guys could hold out in the shower. Yeah. I swear to God, we were coming back for the rainbow room. Why? Well, God, we come back for the rainbow room. Oh! <laughs> And we run this guy, Artie. Artie used to run this limo service. And it's not even, like Sam was staying at the Sunset Plaza. It's not, it may not even be a mile. And so we pull out, and we get stuck in red light. Who pulls up next? It's Artie, the limo driver. Uh, and Sam goes, hey, you got any, he goes, oh, yeah. So we're driving down Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> and Artie pulls the car close enough, we didn't even stop driving. <laughs> we were driving down Sunset pulls closer, hands the bag out the window. Sam, uh, uh, Sam gets the bag. Uh, and we, like, made the left. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we were, it wasn't even three quarters of a mile. I mean, it was just. But but you gotta understand, it was like a different time period. completely. Oh
1: yeah. I mean, you know? I, look, I'm kind of glad that I was too young for that stuff because I've, I I remember I was drinking and uh, I, I never did coke or anything like that. But uh, the guys around me were throwing Percocets around. And when you give me a Percocet while I'm drinking, I feel like I'm the toughest guy in the world. I lift a house if I have to. And then, then uh, um, Chris Farley died, and I was like, "Wait a second, that's why. That's how he died too, by drinking and doing. That's why I was like, I can't do it anymore." So I know if I was running. Back in the day, with a group like that, I would I would have been messed up. Well,
2: you know anybody doing drugs now today? You just I mean, did, did you see that story about the the, the the three comedians who died? Oh yeah, so oh, they yeah. laced their cocaine with fentanyl. Yeah, and, and I, Kate I, Quigley is the one who lived. Yeah, Kate. Qu- yeah, but uh, you know, from when I but she's in, I mean, she's not out of the woods. I mean, her kidneys no. were shutting down. They had yeah. to restart her organs. I picked so, her
1: on the death pool. I took an emergency pick. It did not come through. Uh,
2: well, I'll tell you, she's very, very, very lucky. Yeah. You know, uh, she' gonna get
1: who's gonna get in trouble for that?
2: Well, obviously, whoever you know why,
1: I the guy who threw the Coke to Sam through the window. The yeah. Artie, the limo driver.
2: Well, the, the, the fact that anybody's doing they they're putting it in everything now. Yeah. They're putting it in everything. Like, they put sugar in, in like, you could look at ketchup. Half that sugar, it's half that bottle of sugar. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who... who uh, it's to say they put it in everything now. Yeah. So if you're, if you're so if you're if you're doing that stuff, you're just asking for trouble. Yeah. I'm glad I got it out of my system. I haven't done it for years and years and years. And you know, back in the day, but holy smokes! I yeah. mean, it was uh, certainly just a what, different time period. What,
1: I bet even better than the drugs was the girls around Sam, right? Oh uh, yeah,
2: because they were, like he was with these two, Malik and Sabrina, these yeah. two sisters,
1: and he was with both of them. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, so which is weird because was he paying them?
1: <laughs> I mean, he was paying them because they worked. Well, there, he was right?
2: taking. I mean, dude, it's like my grandpa used to say: "There's nothing more." Excessive than a free piece of uh, (laughs) stinking. You know what I'm saying? Uh,
1: But Sam was kind of gross sexually.
2: Uh, yeah, well, he was like, you know. He was a, he was bald.
1: He, was a, he had long hair. He was fat. I mean, that can't be attractive to girls. So the girls that are hanging around you. You know why they're there. Yeah, yeah.
2: So, uh, yeah, he was paying he was paying their bills for sure. So if
1: you're running around in the Rainbow Room with cocaine and Sam Kinison, that must have been the fun time for girls.
2: Yeah, well, you know, you catch, you catch the runoff. I remember a lot of people <laughs> trying to, like, yeah, these two girls were like, you know, gun malls. They wouldn't let anybody near them. You know, get away from the meal Right, ticket. so
1: you got, well, I, used, so, I called it the trickle down, but you called it the runoff. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, I had. The, uh, you know, I had the long hair. I looked like Daryl Hall Oh, that's right. You long <laughs> I had a 29-inch waist. Yeah. I had a, a, a big schmeck. on oh, a lot of personality. You know what I mean? We <laughs> were, We
1: were, uh... You did reveal on this show one uh, woman that you did make sweet love to. Uh, out of convenience, one time. I,
2: I, it was. I was. I don't think it was. Uh, if it's the story I'm thinking about, it wasn't sweet love. It was just a, It was the mouth to south resuscitation. <laughs> oh, is that what it was? Yeah, it was okay. mouth to south <laughs> resuscitation. Because uh, she 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 got drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: is a very famous, very famous sitcom lady star.
2: Yeah, and and, uh, and this, believe me, this was back in the, you know, this was not the, the you know, the surgery enhanced. No,
1: thing. no, no. no this, was the, was the, this is the fat Roseanne is yeah, what we're talking about. Yeah. I'm dying for her. She's been on the show. I'm dying to have her back on again just to ask her about that. <laughs> you know,
2: it's funny. Because I didn't see her. The truth story is she just needed a ride home. Yeah. And I didn't know where she. And I was new to L. A. too. I was renting a room in a house right. where the lady was a member of Mensa. And part of the deal was no overnight guests. And Sam says, "Hey, can you give her a ride home?" Well, I'm giving her a ride home. It's two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. She doesn't know where she's at. I don't know where she lives. I'm I'm at the mercy of you. She goes, I don't, "This is before cell phones, uh, you know." And and you're in I, the
1: Hollywood Hills anyway. You're yeah. Gonna... I'm
2: going. What am I got to do? I go. I go, How do we get? You know? And she goes, "Well, I don't know where I go." I go. Well, look, I'll give you a. Look, you can crash on my floor, but you got to be quiet. Yeah, yeah. I don't get to lose. I can put on a, on the street. So I sneak this. <laughs> she had a couple of drinks, and she was having a good time. She crushed though. She absolutely crushed yeah. both shows. She was having a blast, and so I, I get her in my house, and I put down like a blanket and like any What I,
1: a gentleman! Here's I, the floor
2: In <laughs> a twin bed, bro. Okay, with me, I don't think the bed would have handled that. Yeah, actually, yeah. Really. and so. I was like, what? what it was better to put her on the street. Sure she, sure. she was too drunk. So, here, here's, I, you know, and I'm getting ready to go to bed. And, you know, i my boxer shorts and I sit on the edge of the mattress and they stand out, yeah. And, and, then, uh, and yeah. then, and I don't, and the next night, I run into her she goes, you know, I'd appreciate it if you didn't say it. Uh-huh. I go, hey, I'd appreciate it if you didn't say it. You got bragging rights. And so, and, so, and so I don't see her. I do not see her for like another, for like until I do yeah. a last comic standing where she's one of the judges. Oh. I have not seen her since then. And I, you know, and I talked to Marin about the story. And I told Marin because Marin knew right. the story. Marin was there. Me and Mark Marin were there. We were doormen together. He knew where all the bodies were. Gotcha, gotcha. So he knew what he wanted to talk about. Yeah, it. Yeah. But you know, and then I was like, we do the show, and I was like, I'm last in a six hour tape of the twenty six comedians, and I'm not oh. even looking at the judges table. I just want to come out. I want to have a good set. And I just crushed. And about halfway through, i just no, Murray, I look over and I see Roseanne. She just kind of like points at me. <laughs> and I remember you. You know, once you've been on the business end of the Irish hammer, you don't. Know, you don't know say. So she points at me. And I go, oh, okay, there you
1: go. Buddy. Did you ever in your life, like I know, at one point, I mean, keep in mind, she was the like most famous comedian in the world for a couple of uh, months or a couple of years. Did you ever look at the TV and look at her and go, yeah? Yeah <laughs> You know, not you not, got not
2: really brouched that on my resume, <laughs> but I mean, but you know, it was. Hey, it was one night. It was like we were. I was, I a kid. I was nineteen, no, and she was twenty nine oh, at the wow. time. She was like, you know, she had like, you know, it was just one of those things that happened. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't go tell I, I, her, I, I and I kept my word. I didn't tell anybody. many yeah, yeah. years later. I mean, she was already established. It wasn't like you know. It's not like today. You know, you get a me too situation. Uh-huh. Me <laughs> no. too. You too.
1: You too. You too. You too. <laughs> you too. Me too. <laughs> I did. You know no but you, so so how do you get um over here with Bennington? how does that hook up? I know I know well i
2: just i just moved down here i, I started listening to the show like right. a lot of people I loved the show I thought it was a great show, and then all those characters and I just said, you know, and um our, our funny my buddy jeff hapeloff
1: yeah I, uh, who who was that jeff's been l a right jeff. jeff's like a big show creator, isn't he
2: yeah, I mean, the guy literally, like, Jeff was one of those guys he started doing stand-up with back in the day over at Haggers. Jeff
1: East. made money, too. Uh, Jeff came up with an idea for um, a reality show, a boxing reality show, where the winner got to fight Mike Tyson. and uh, they I picked think
2: he should have been a loser. No. Well, <laughs> well they, they, they pitched the pitched show it, and they stole it
1: and they stole it and then they did it with De La Hoya and Rocky and and all that and then Appeloff sued them and won. Yeah, he yeah. sued
2: them and won. He got he got, it was it was he was actually uh, my roommate at the time. The off one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and he, Well, he was coming down from San Francisco, and I just, I, you know, I had this two-bedroom. I just threw my kids. I said, bro, yeah, just hang on like here. Why go? You know, like, and and because I, I knew. I saw what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. I said, this kid's just got too much hustle. Now. And, and sure enough, he came down here. He, the, the, don't forget the Lyric show, yeah. which is coming back, by the way, uh-huh. which, with Brain, Wayne Brady, and Shazam. He produces both those shows. Yeah, he had, and he's got a lot Semra. of shows. I mean, he... He's, I see
1: his name pop up in the credits every once in a while. Like,
2: he's just, I mean, for a guy who started a stand-up in, in South Florida and he used to run the, the Disciples show with Ronnie Bennington. And so we- it
1: was it was, Benny, it was let me just tell you the ones I remember were Bennington obviously you Appleoff um, Angel Wolf Lou Angel yeah, Lou Wolf, Angel Wolf. Uh, uh, Mitchell and I don't know somewhere I'm trying to think. I, I, these are just guys Dan like Dan Carlson, Car- yeah. And who is, Fezz, who Larry was the Larry and, and Eddie
2: from the Eddie from the Run Run? It was also Fes, Eddie would, would do those, and it was like it was like visual radio. Like they wanted, to, we wanted to kind of create like this vaudeville where the show was happening yeah. all around the audience. Yeah, and we did like 12 markets down here in Florida. I remember because then when we they did started the Tupperware Theater in Orlando, they
1: started we, blowing up. They were, they were on Iran. They were on in Orlando. They were on in Miami. I mean, they had a they had oh, the whole yeah, state. We did,
2: this, we did this funny sketch called the Great. Quadriplegia uh-huh.
1: with
2: Carl LeBeau uh-huh. where he comes out was you know I, I can wheel him out I'm wearing a tuxedo and Ronnie's going to interview him, he goes we have a lot of special people on the show and this next gentleman came around and he's uh, the great quadriplegio he's the only quadriplegic magician working today and I would wheel him out the wheelchair <laughs> and he had the wizard's hat on and I would step away and I would do the trick and he would go da da and you know I, I produced a, and I, you know because I used to do magic and I would make a dove and the bird almost landed on us. And then uh, and in the end of it we pull off a blankets it as a great quadriplegio with a wheelchair hanging off the end. And we create the great disappearing wheelchair illusion where he's sitting in the chair, we pull up the thing, he folds it slides it under the curtain, and he's landing Da da But it was like it was like that kind of comedy was always like it was sketches and stand up yeah, yeah, yeah. it was really uh it was really fun to do, man. It was a really uh
1: Ben- Bennington bothers me because uh just when you think it like fade out, you listen to him and you just realize I, like, I'm working so hard to do this and make this work. He just is just an effortless genius.
2: I mean, man, he's such a great broadcaster and he's a great interview. Like, if you watch his, his like, he's yeah. got like five shows. And I mean, Ronnie is uh, a ama- Like, you know, he's hilariously funny, but man, does he know uh, his craft.
1: And what a great team between him and Diaz. They were like two opposite guys, but they were both dudes and it just worked out. It worked out perfect, man.
2: Yeah, well, he's had to do, you know what the thing is, it's impressive. Like, people, you know, you stand up comedy stuff. I mean, radio stuff as-, as well. Yeah. I mean, you. You're like, like, it's a, well, it's a tough business to break into, tough business to stay in. To maintain, and, and that's a so hard yeah, thing. And, Bennington, yeah. and Bennington's done that in like five or six different markets and finally settled in serious. Bennington,
1: well, Bennington went on and in his career and did it in all these markets and is still going. And uh, Diaz did it all the way up until he, and successfully till he retired. He remained the godfather of Tampa Bay Radio. So both those guys, uh yeah. great run together and then a great run separately. Uh, separately. Yeah, yeah. No question about and it. And, of yeah. course, the, the loss who of Fez this year.
2: Yeah, and who would have thunk, you, you know, who would have thunk it that that like you know, Ronnie's back doing stand up. I mean, yeah. that's how he initially got into it was doing stand up at the Bennington Club, at the Howard Johnson's over yep, here, yep. And and then he he started doing radio so he could promote his shows at the club, right? And then he went full on radio, and now he's back doing stand up with Creeps and the Kids, and yeah. the, you know, and just uh, Ronnie's just one of those guys. He's a great guy, man.
1: He I wanted to crack him so bad. We had him on the podcast and like Calvin Kelly, and I was like, I, I mean, this is I mean, I've talked to Ronnie and met him a million times, but. I got him in an interview situation now and I got questions for him and I've never been shut down by a guest ever <laughs> I, I talked to him and I, I was like and he's like, Listen to me He's like listen. I don't need any more friends. I don't wanna know anybody else like I, he just shuts everybody out and then right when things were getting hot he goes, Hey boys, you said an hour, it's been an hour and he just shuts off this <laughs> he just fails out of the interview. He's the, he just doesn't care about anything, man. But one thing that he did say during I asked him, I go, Who's Who is your best friend? Who do you hang on? He said, my best friend is uh, Fez Wiley." And yeah. he said, Fez is the, who I've been friends with the longest, and he's the only one I trust, and, you know, he's my family, and blah, blah, blah. So it was just, it was sad that we lost Fez this year.
2: Yeah, it was really, I mean, he was, you know, we go back all the way to the Disciples of Comedy, and, yeah. and that, that was one of, like, six people that I, you know, grew up with, yeah. you know. I'm, I mean, you know, and hilariously, rough, there was nobody funnier than Fez. No, I mean, that it, guy, it,
1: it was uh, unbelievable how yeah. that everybody played such a different role and was all great. I mean, from Fez to Flipper to Fast Eddie, all those guys.
2: Yeah, BL. yeah. I mean, you know, the Nature Boy, yeah. the Nature. I mean, it was just... put that on
1: paper and tell somebody what are you going to do tomorrow? I'm going to do this Ric Flair bit where yeah. I just start screaming and like, right. oh uh, no!
2: It was, and then you hear it, was, it and you're like, this is it was a staple. Yeah, it was a staple in the disciple He would open the disciples show with with the, the Nature Boy, and and he was a great guy. And, you know, he just. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I feel bad, man. It was like it was a. This has been a real tough year for like you know like. Uh,
1: yeah, the disciples dropping. You better, you better hang in there. Yeah,
2: probably better get some life insurance. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you know, it just. Uh, Were you ever married? No, man. I, I mean, really. I I I came close. I was yeah. in long term relationships with uh, several women. I would have married. Right, right. Uh, it just didn't work out. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, Smart.
1: I, Usually, you maintain until it dies off. You don't well, pay anybody for the rest of your life.
2: Well, yeah, but that's well. Look, look, it's just a bad deal. Yeah, it's a bad <laughs> it is deal. a bad deal. It's,
1: for a guy. Ba- it's
2: a bad deal yeah. for the, for the bread. Like, like you know, what, how about this? You know, how about you keep what you took when you came to the thing, and I kept what I have. Right. 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 I mean, why does it? Why does it? Why are you going to get everything yeah. for the or, or half
1: for, of my everything?
2: Well, no, it's just it's just a bad. Deal, and for what? For what? Every time, like it's like you know, I was talking to Bill Burr about this. I I think maybe he did it, but but it was like every time you get a tax break, it should be a red flag. You get married, red flag. You get a house, red flag. Uh. Uh, You have kids, red flag. You know what? It's just, it's just you get all these. You know taxpayers like this incentive to get, the, yeah. to get on the to get on to get on the the wheel yeah. and <laughs> run like the the, the, the the race you know it's, it's-
1: uh, if you just join us this is Jimmy schubert who is here with us Jimmy is going to be at Sidesplitters this weekend at nine six zero eleven ninety seven or Sidesplitterscomedy.com comedy dot com where you can go online and actually pick the tickets pick the seats where you want to sit go check it out um, and these uh you 've been doing this for a long time with these young these young guys who are superstars now uh you're it's i always see them give nods to guys who've been around to you to dom irera yeah uh it's it's weird how you still get in those in those clicks man those guys still they'll love you
2: well yeah because i've been doing it for a long time it's like you know and i've also been a lot like sebastian was coming up i wasn't sebastian i always said man you got something here like you know you you kind of like you know you don't realize how much that that goes with these guys. I oh, mean, yeah. this guy was waiting tables at the, you know, Four Seasons and trying to come over on a break and do a spot at the yeah. Comedy Store so he could, could, could make it. So it's like, you know, uh, I mean, that's the Comedy Store is like a family, you know? Yeah. It's really tough when you oh, see. Oh,
1: you, did you love that special that they did, the, the documentary? Yeah, I was in it. I yeah, mean, yeah. I'm saying, I thought that. it came out great.
2: Yeah. I, I thought Mike Byerne was like his love letter to Mitzi Shore in the yep. Comedy Store. Well, it was. It was, uh, you know, um,
1: it, it was, I, I mean, I know the store and I know the situation and all that, but it was great to see guys like like how far back Letterman and those guys oh, were. Oh, yeah, you know? that's,
2: that's, yeah, that's what people don't realize. I, so many people's careers came out of there. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because I'm doing this weekend here at the store. That's why I moved to, like Delray, I moved to Florida to get out. I thought, well, I'll be having a little bit time, a little more time here. I'm busier here. Yeah. I mean, I, I literally, I got to do my. We're doing a special Sunday show for a benefit show for the therapy dogs for uh, vets with the PTSD.
0: Oh, that's great! So if
2: people come out on that Sunday show. The money goes to a great cause, and then we get the Thursday, Friday, Saturday shows. But then I go back for one day. I'm Got to jump on a plane and fly to Vegas, and I work on a film for about six six days. Oh, what are
1: then. you doing? What, yeah. listen to on? What are you working on? I kind of a, a,
2: actually, believe it or not, I'm going to pitch it to you and try to make it not sound like All right. a it's, But it's called Don't Suck, and <laughs> it starts at this comedy scene in, in and they're shooting. Uh, they're going to be shooting in Vegas, but it's. About these comedians and stuff. Uh, some guys are there's one comic played by Jamie Kennedy who's like the comics comic, right? And you get all these people coming up and there's people doing guest sets and one of the kids is, is doing this like vampire character, so is, but he's doing these references to 1642. It's oh, yeah. not very funny. He, he, you know, he, you know, and, hey, don't suck, don't suck you before you go out on stage. And the guy says, well, listen, he goes, why don't you, uh, you know. Uh, why don't you take me on the road? He goes, I'll tell you what, I'll give you three grand on top of the money. You don't got to pay me nothing. I'll do all the driving. And Jamie Kennedy's like, well, yeah, sure, whatever. And the kid's horrible, yeah. but but he does it's this ba- like vampire character. Well, it turns out the kid's actually a real vampire. Jamie from uh-huh. shooting, <laughs> he's shooting blood uh-huh. in his arm like heroin. Uh-huh. And he goes, no, he goes, you shooting? heroin? He goes, no, he goes, you don't understand. I got, I got, pir- I got this the blood disease. That's pretty funny. Arm. And and it turns out. And it did, and Jimmy came, you know, and, and tells the kid, that, well, then, well then just go up and be yourself. And yeah. so the kid's on stage. He does this thing where he kind of flicks his thumb and does fire, fire. on his thumb. And, and this guy goes, say to my face, you idiot. And the guy goes, I just did. And then <laughs> they... Poof, he's gone from the and he's standing right in front of the guy's uh, face. So he turns to a bat, flies around, <laughs> and then poof, he's back behind the mic. And some of videotapes, it goes viral. Uh, and now now the shows are selling out. This, kid's blowing, this kid's blowing up. And, and this, that, and the other thing. And, and all of this is to open uh, Russell Peters, who's also in the book. Oh, that's funny. And he's opening Russell Peters' new uh, Netflix thing. That's funny. And so they bump Jamie down to doing the warm-up, uh, and the vampire kid actually gets the gig. <laughs> and then, Did Jamie write this? Uh, no, oh. a guy named Rick Delea wrote it. Okay. Uh, comic, got a good friend of Bobby Kelly's out of Boston. Uh-huh. Uh, comic uh, that, that lives in Vegas, and um, and they get into a, an accident, like a flaming twisted wreck, and the Jamie Kennedy character is dying. Uh-huh. Like he says, hold on, and the kid's are like, uh, hold on, hold on, and, and he actually has to bite him and turn him into a van. And so it comes in later, and so he's doing his stand-up. But it's actually it's like a dark comedy. But that's it's pretty actually, good. That's but, good. But it's it's hard me. to
1: come up with original ideas these days. That's
2: no, but original. that that's pretty original. And it's I read it like if you I, like me pitching it, well, you go, oh, that sounds like a stupid movie. But if you read it, it's so well written. Yeah, you go, I could totally see this. And uh, there's some great characters in it, and uh, I that's get to play the talent man. I'm Jimmy Kennedy's talent man. That's funny. So I get I get about six days worth of work on that. It's going to be fun to do. You know him well. Uh, I know he's. He grew up in like in my area. He grew up he, in,
1: we love him. Yeah, he's he, great. We. I love Jamie. Uh, he every time he comes on the show, he's never let us down. He's always been a good guest. Yeah, he's, he's got great stories. He's yeah, a he, good dude.
2: Yeah, he's he's great. I, I love his. Like he's. You look at his IMDb. page. Oh yeah. That guy has worked He's a worker and for sure. And worked and, and had some original ideas and Heckler and he just doesn't he just doesn't stop. I yeah, mean, no he no he's definitely So yeah, that was one of the things where I said you go so I said who's in it? He said Jamie Kennedy, all right, I'm in. Yeah. But also Russell Peterson on the play, Russell Peters, typecasting. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's <laughs> it's funny and uh, Russell I saw Russell at the West Palm Beach Improv because I'm only doing it because me and you will have a scene again. I got. I love it. Because uh, Russell awesome. took me to, to India before the pandemic oh really yeah he was the judge the year i was on last comic stand yeah. but he goes uh, you want to yeah, i opened for him in vegas and he goes, uh, listen, what are you doing uh, on these dates? And Russell's, like, notorious for, like, helping a bunch of comedians. They say he's one of the most generous people. i got to tell you, bro, absolutely true. One of the nicest guys in yeah. showbiz. Like, you know, yeah, he goes, yeah, goes, come to India and do my shows. i like, are you in India? I go, yeah, like, I'll go to India. Yeah.
1: And I imagine over there, he is like the Elvis. <laughs> oh, woman. my God. Yeah. He's like Elvis, bro. He's like yeah. the Beatles
2: and Elvis all wrapped into one. Um, and they sh- see him with his fans, and they love it. And the, the interesting thing is because you really, you're dealing with the crowd. First off, English is not their first language right. it's like their second language and and they're not really comedy fans like comedy like jazz music is kind of a like uniquely American art form yeah. over there Russell's been going over that market and cultivating it for so long that they've actually turned into comedy fans Come,
1: yeah so, see, I always wondered about that because especially for American comics like I, well, Pablo Francisco used to run this show that was like in Iceland or something i like how does that even happen how do you and and if you're going over dude, to
2: yeah I've been to China three times yeah like how is how is that you're doing these they, 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 people don't realize there's like these uh, um... Like communities of expats, like right. twenty five thousand uh English speaking yeah, people in Canada, say, yeah. South America, and they're over there teaching English to the Chinese. And they have nothing to do. Yeah. And so they bring over American comedians. And I get you get the trip to China of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can speak Chinese. I can say, uh, how much for a handy with no eye contact, <laughs> four different languages. Enough to get me around the globe. Uh, no, but uh, but uh, I've been to China three times at like Hong Kong and Singapore and have done a whole little uh, uh circuit over there three years. But I just like the you know, yeah, a, COVID hit. What a I, great
1: I, way to see the world, though.
2: Yeah, dude, yeah. I went to Afghanistan with Drew Carey for the troops doing shows for, you know. The- oh, oh, man. The-
1: I always say I'm glad I'm glad that I'm at this level of talent because I don't want to be this level because then you have to start doing shows in Afghanistan. Well, no,
2: I just I just wanted to do it for the for the troops, right? <laughs> I figured, well, yeah, but, like,
1: <laughs> the troops don't want to see me. Like, that's where I'm glad I'm low enough where the troops don't care about me. Because if they call me one day and said, hey, we want you to do your radio show live, you can't say no to that. I'd be like, okay, I'll go. But the truth is I'm too much of a pussy. I'm scared of that stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. well, I was I, yeah, i am tell you to tell you it was a little nerve wracking. Yeah. And I mean I'm, we're on this we're on this like, Alpha Class Chinook one of those double propellers. Right. We got an Apache escort and I'm Just sitting next down, to slams down at it i lands. I'm, say, Yeah, I'm sitting next to Drew Carey and they're firing these countermeasures off the back and i going like, what are you out of your mind? Yeah, what, are you, yeah. what are you bored?
1: Uh-huh. What, you
2: what, you, what you? what are you? You're worth millions of dollars. What are you doing to this f- shop, of... in this chopper in Warsaw? You check What and...
1: guilt do you have for success I... that you're making <laughs> us do this? That's the that's the problem. Well,
2: you know, he used to be a marine.
1: Oh, I didn't know. Oh, no, yeah,
2: he was a reservist for like six years, and and so he always felt like this obligation. Obviously, I mean, uh, great, and they and you couldn't go with a nicer guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you talk about. I mean, he would be like right up there with Russell Peters as one of the nicest guys for like just signed every autograph took every picture yeah, talked to everybody dude. i mean man it's uh unbelievable but yeah you're right you get those trips out of it so i mean there's only a couple of places i i haven't been that i would like to go but i'm gonna wait until see what happens but
1: what are you thinking where do you want to go like i'm trying to think about this too i'm like i'm 50 years old now i could i could die in the next 10 years i gotta try and do everything i want to do now
2: well, I think Italy
1: would be one. You've not been to Italy. You've been no, to I've been China to, been, three times. You've been to Italy. I've
2: been to Kosovo and uh, you know oh, you Netherlands, to, you Brussels, Germany. Yeah, like uh, Italy and uh, and maybe uh, I, I think I'd like to play some golf in Scotland. Yeah, uh, Australia. I, I was actually up on the list, but after what I've seen on the news, you can go. You can go down on. Down. <laughs> I got a shock attack. This guy goes from my uh, ankle. Uh, I
1: keep trying to pitch vacations to my wife, and it's it's got to be something that she's into too you know and uh now my kids getting involved my daughter watches this show this youtube show from australia so now the whole family's on an australia cook. i'm like i've been asking you bitches to go to australia for 10 years now all of a sudden everyone's wants to australia at yeah. the worst time ever to go
2: yeah i went to aruba and it's like you had to get tested before you left you had to get tested while you were there uh, you had to test it before you get back i'm going so it's like it's like it's like, and now it's so funny because they got they got like a big big outbreak was on one of the places not to like not to visit now.
1: Oh great! I'm going there right after Christmas. <laughs> Are you really? Did you do comedy down there? Yeah, the cabaret. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, cabaret. Uh,
2: Are you doing? Yeah. Are you doing with Bobby Kelly? Uh, yeah. Oh, you have a blast, man! Uh, that's it's a it's great like little thing. gig. It's right in the, it's right in a hotel. Yep. And the, and the hotel's right on the beach. <laughs> the food's great. I know, I'm you lay out to there, it. you get some nice sun. The water's warm. You take yeah. a jet ski out, but you're close to the equator, so you will you'll brown up real yeah, quick. That's what I
1: heard, man. So that's going in December. So
2: Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time, good time of year to go.
1: Yeah, uh, Jimmy Schubert is here with us. He's going to be at Sidesplitters tonight through Sunday. Sunday is a, a charity show. Uh, that's cool that you're doing that. Uh, it'll be an opportunity for you to go out and see him. I highly recommend one of the best, professional, funniest comedians you've seen. Uh, I was I should have looked. What, I saw you something recently in a movie that I can't remember what it was. What's a uh, what's
2: uh, uh, Go, Coyote Ugly, one-hour no, photo. Something.
1: Oh, I did see it recently in Coyote Ugly, too. <laughs> Ah, it was something you were, like, in a suit. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's Schubert. I don't know. I forget. I always I think of these things when they happen. I'm you like, mean, i got to bring that up. When yeah, I you it.
2: know what's funny? I, I, I've been lucky enough to do these these, these little, get a little part here and a little part there. I was on Entourage like a, a bunch of times. I did, like, 15 episodes of King Queens.
1: You know that I think that's what it was. I was rewatching watching Entourage. I think yeah. that's what it was. Yeah.
2: And so uh have been lucky enough to do that. Those kind of things, and I, you know, and I. That's find It's
1: fun experiences to have. Yeah, you know?
2: I, it's so funny. took about Apple off. I'm getting ready to do. I, gotta, I gotta audition and got to. I got audition a guy on to ride. Really tough show to get on. By yeah. the way. Oh, I mean, because it was yeah, huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to. You know, so went in, auditioned, and nailed it. And uh, there's also about 300 people going on. That's why I get upset when we was, you know, he's got a YouTube channel. Anybody can have a YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's 500
2: guys going up for a tiny part. <laughs> Freaking Anthropos, get it. Uh, so uh, so Apeloff comes with me, and he's hanging out with me because it's his favorite show at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and they wind up putting him in the seat.
1: Right. Oh, really? Oh, that's episode. so funny. He
2: Schubert, this is the greatest <laughs> thing in my life. Because we used to watch the show. Yeah. And then you wind up getting a part on it.
1: How great and, is that? To get a part in a show that you love,
2: yeah, no, it's killer. Yeah.
1: There, there was this modeling agency down here in the '90s, and uh, a guy hit me up, and he go, "Hey, I got, I uh, think some auditions. I want you to go on. There's this show I think you like, and they're looking for Italian guys. I was like, all right, whatever, model guy. Like I just didn't know." It was Sopranos. He was like, they're always looking for extras, they're looking for Italian-looking guys for extras. I, I kick myself in the ass now. Yeah, forever. That would have been the best opportunity ever.
2: Well, it's funny because you, you know, you go like, I just got a letter from like, uh, you know, the screen actors good, like, I've done enough acting work. I mean, kids shows like Zeke and Luther and all those things that you do, and you don't realize how much work you do. And yeah. then they go, oh, yeah, by the way, you have a pension when oh, you're wow. ready to go. I Go really? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, but I mean, you know, being a stand-up, it's nice. Yeah, <laughs> you
1: know, yeah to have some sort yeah, of pension
2: coming yeah, in yeah yeah but uh but it's Good like, for you yeah but uh it's crazy but
1: uh well look i'm glad you had a uh, success welcome back to florida
2: yeah man thanks for having me on man i, I appreciate it and if uh, people want to, if people can go get my new album which is uh, zero tolerance which hits number one on the itunes charts so you can check that out and also zero tolerance is a stand-up special it's available on my website at jimmy and people can give me a follow on all the social medias it's jimmy schubert uh, S-H-U-B-E-R-T, like the theater.
1: Yeah, and if anybody, uh, you know, if you're like me and you grew up in this area and you're a Ron and Ron fan, you know Jimmy from back in the day, and I always give love to those guys for creating one of the most influential radio shows, certainly on my career, and uh, me a treat getting to hear you on that show and now have you on my show. I appreciate you coming in today. Oh, uh,
2: absolutely. And
1: uh, Jimmy's, Jimmy's great uh, to talk to, but he's a hilarious comedian so go see him uh, at Sidesporters this weekend we will take a quick break it is the mike kalb the show this is 1025 the bone
0: you're listening to tampa bay's most list- you've worked hard for what you have your money your assets your 401k and home isn't it all worth protecting nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft lifelock ultimate plus helps protect your finances with up to three million dollars in reimbursement